Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Boy, it sounds like a monsoon outside. If you're out on the road, be careful out there. Uh, treacherous driving conditions. Yeah, it doesn't sound great outside, though. Yeah. Uh, plenty to discuss here in the next uh, hour. We certainly want to hear from you at 888-993-7762. As a tradition, on uh, Tuesdays around 8 o'clock or so, Gus Cattengill joins us from the Big Easy. Gus, what's going on this morning, bud? Not much, man. How you doing? Uh, so many to break down. So much to break down with you. And, of course, a lot of it centers around the big game and what we witnessed on uh, Sunday. I want to first start with the Malcolm Butler angle because that was a lot of the conversation at the beginning of the year for the Saints could they pull off the trade? Could they get Butler in the Big Easy? Uh, now that he's an unrestricted free agent with everything that took place in the big game, I think there's a possibility of perhaps uh, Malcolm Butler eventually ending up in New Orleans. I wouldn't. I mean, I would assume you at least make a phone call, right? I mean, and I'm sure they're, they're probably thinking that same thing too. And I think one of the things that would make probably Malcolm Butler consider you even more as well is an opportunity to get back to the game that he wasn't allowed to play in. (laughs) Or, you know, you look at it the other way, Aaron, and you go, well, you know what? I just found out point blank what loyalty is all about. Uh, My next deal is about who pays me the most money and who gives me the most guaranteed money. And I could understand it from that perspective. I mean, you know, you play 97%, 98% of the snaps on defense all year long, and you're held out for whatever reason. Now, you know, speculation could be off the field or not. I mean, I, again, you don't know what to believe until it's actually reported by a bunch of credible people. And not that the other person is incredible that's out there on Twitter saying that, but um, it would make me believe a lot more. I mean, I, just, I have a hard time believing matchups is why you didn't put them out. There's no way. You're, you're not that smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. There's no way you think that in this matchup with that guy and those receivers that all of a sudden he can't match up with them. Why? Because he's 5'11 and not physical. You played teams in the NFC South that were, you know, physical, and you did all those different things this this year, and you played physical receivers in Pittsburgh and all. So no, I something had to have happened is the only thing that I can really think of. You know. From a Saints perspective, what do they make now of uh, Philadelphia moving forward? Thankfully, they're not in the same division, but of course, contending now with the Eagles for what appears the uh, next couple of years with what they've got returning, and of course, a franchise quarterback. You know, I mean, Aaron's what we talked about on Tuesday throughout the, the playoffs. You know, I mean, when Carson Wentz got hurt, that's when everybody all of a sudden say, well, maybe we have a chance, right? But before he got hurt, were a lot of people saying that? No. So. And it's why I told you I stayed with them throughout the playoffs. You know, I, you know, I said it on Tuesday. I was like, look, I, mm-hmm. they're still the number one team in the NFC for a reason. I mean, I get Carson Wentz is good, and I get Carson Wentz is all that. But 
um, they were the most consistent. They were the most balanced. They were the most. They were really coached for years. Um, yeah, maybe it was just the ability to be able to watch a lot of their games, like we did for our post game show. Buffalo Wild Wings were able to really watch a lot of the games at once, and I mean, they were just consistent every week. You know, they're just consistent every week, and I think what Doug Peterson did a good job on was he did a good job of making sure that they were not really dependent on any one thing. If that makes any sense. Like, I remember I told you last week, I'm like, what do you stop specifically when it comes to Philadelphia? I mean, it, I'm assuming, I guess, you try to make Big Four sort of beat you. But Philly, again, did a very nice game plan. They didn't make Nick Foles beat you out of the pocket. You know, they make Nick Foles beat random outside to get the ball out of his hands quickly. I mean, they never have a chance to sack him. You know, and you could say, well, the D-line stinks. But I think it's good play calling. It's good balance. You know, it's tight end, it's receiver here or there, it's running back for a touchdown and back at the end zone. And the two things that they did that it's why I kept saying the Saints were just, it's not their year yet, you got to wait another year. They did two things the Saints don't have and that they do have. And that's tight end play. And I'm not just saying that because there's one, you know, I mean, got their yeah. go ahead touchdown pass, but you saw his impact during the season and in that game. And they converted on third downs, man. 10 of 16. That was. You have to stay on the field. The Saints against the Vikings converted on two third down conversions, you know, so, and they almost won. And that's, that's what I'm saying. If they had that tight end, if they had that other receiver, well, if they could convert third downs, now we're talking. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think, but the Saints were a consistent third down converting team from, I think, going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's no doubt. I mean, you can just look at what it does, and it keeps doing their. And here's the thing, you know, I threw it up there yesterday, and people were saying, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to football, and I'm an idiot. But I'm like, you know, people are tweeting Sunday, the Saints could have beaten up. I'm like, what game are you watching? I, I mean, the, the, the Patriots had 600 yards of offense and, for, and 500 passing from Brady, no punts. And I get it, maybe a lot of those yards because they had to because they were trailing most of the game. I get that, but at the same time, you know, you, you look at it and go, um, you know, that's, you know, Philadelphia did what they had to do. Gus, uh, huge news with the Saints, with the voice of the Saints, uh, Jim Henderson, uh, retiring uh, last week. Can you put into words how classy or how uh, professional he is down there in New Orleans, the way he deals with the Saints and, of course, other media members? Um just in general with anybody, uh, you really can't put in the word. The only thing you can say is, I guess, you just look at the actions. And you have that many people coming out and praising his work, praising his generosity, praising just how he treated people. I think that kind of speaks for itself. That makes me sense. I mean, I can, you know, for an hour tell you the stories of what I had when, you know, I was the same sideline guy for two years. And, it's, you know, two years that I'll never forget. I mean, it's, you know, the conversations at the Applebee's at the airport while you're waiting for your flight because at the time we were not on the team charter. So, you know, we we were on a plane like everyone else. And most of the time you had to stop through Atlanta or make connections. So, um, you know, him, I, Hokey, and Robert Carroll, the engineer, I mean, those are some of the greatest moments. You know, being stranded in Detroit after losing, after beating the Lions when they went 0-16 that year. A bat almost took my head off, literally, like a bat um, <laughs> that flies, you know, in the air, not like a baseball bat in, yeah. in the new Ford Center or whatever, Ford Stadium. 
and and Hogan's him laughing at me, you know, saying, you better watch out, he's got rabies, and, like, I mean, it's just little things like that and getting stranded in the airport of Detroit, wearing the same clothes, and then just traditions of uh, the funny, you know, Hawaiian shirts, it's a funny shirt we call them, because you always had to wear them the final road game of the year is what you had to do. And um, they were terrible on purpose, and you had to wear them, like on the sideline in the airport the entire day. So that was just little traditions that he had that he liked. And um, like I said, I, he didn't have to. I mean, I, I was told to go to the sidelines by the station. Like I was given the job, but, you know, um, Jim accepted you immediately. And I'll just never forget that first hit. You know, I found out at 4.30 in the evening for that 7 o'clock, you know, kickoff. Saints wow. Dolphins and uh, that I was going to do it and I didn't even get to go home they just gave me a college shirt and like go on the sidelines you know go forward wow. and I remember writing the intro because I'd listened just like anyone else you know for years so you know I knew what Kenny did I knew that you know they throw a hit you do your take and then you toss it back to them and you know and that, that was the craziest thing I didn't even have a chance to talk to them and hmm. Because it was so fast and such a turnaround, I, I didn't even have a chance to say, hey, what's up, or whatever. I mean, I've known Jim from, because I started in TV in 99, so I, I've known Jim before that point. But um, I didn't get to specifically, hey, when you toss it to me, what would you like me to say? I just kind of figured this is what I would say. And, you know, he's doing his intro, his little monologue, and then he, he comes to me, and I'm like, the heart's just beating out of your chest, dude. You're like, don't tank this. I mean, it's 15 seconds, but in your mind, it's, you know, <laughs> you're about to do the speech of a lifetime. And so, you know, I wrote it down. I want to make sure I hit it. It felt long. It felt short. And by this time, you're tossing it to me. And I just said it when I had to. And then he's like, all right, thanks, Gus. We come back. We'll have to start, you know, we'll get to the lineups and kick off, whatever. And we didn't break. And he's like, good job, Rook. And that was it. And, like, my nerves went away, and I was rook for the rest of the year. I was never Gus. I was rook for rookie. Um, and it was great, man. It was just, like, from that moment on, it was, you know, what did you see at practice? Like, we he, he debriefed me. Or well, I would, you know, suggest, hey, do you want to know what I saw this week? And, you know, because he was still anchoring at Channel 4. So on the flight there, that that's kind of what I did. And I sat down and this is what I saw. They were working on this. Because at the time, Sean Payne would really let us watch pretty much most of practice. So, you know, I'd tell him, look, look for Reggie to, to get a reverse. Yeah, I mean, and he would use that in the game. And it was just, it, from that standpoint, it was cool. And that's what I'm getting at is, you don't know me from Adam, but you trusted me for the broadcast. And that's him, though, man. That's that's him. One more thing. Uh, was that more his style, the fact that he announces the retirement uh, yesterday done immediately? Where there wasn't the fanfare and, of course, the send-off, he could have probably said, well, I'm going to do one more year. Is that just mm-hmm. more of Jim Henderson's style? Yeah, no, that's completely him. And, and I was to say it makes him uncomfortable. Um, but, like, when people would come up and be like, Jim, you're Jim, and he'd, like, he'd immediately turn it into, so how are you, what's your name, where are you from, where you're going? Like, it, it was all of a sudden you want to make it conversational, if that made any sense to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when people would walk up in the airport and be like, hey, what's going on? I was just... Well, where are you heading? You know, and then it's like, well, hopefully we'll get our butts kicked. I mean, you know, he just he turned it into a conversation like you had known him immediately. And, yeah, I mean, that's him. I, I'm telling you, he probably didn't care for all the different interviews and all that, but he understood it, so he knew it was part of the job, was probably the way he would say it. Good stuff, Gus. We certainly want to hear more uh, ESPN New Orleans. How can they find you throughout the day? 
Tune in radio app absolutely free. And now, Aaron, 12 to 3. So we're back to that third hour. Nice. So 12 to 3. And then uh, you guys just tweet us throughout the day. We have funny little polls that we love to get interactions on. And like I said, even if you're not listening, you can follow on Twitter at, uh, at ESPN Radio NOLA. Easy enough to remember, but love to, to hear from you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Gus. Gus Kattinger. Good stuff All there right. on uh, the perspective from uh, Jim Henderson. Hanging it up, uh, leaving the booth after 31 years calling Saints games. No doubt. Uh, I got to get to some text here. Some, some pretty good ones. Going to have to uh, censor this one. Um, this, this is Greg. He says, I don't know what he's playing on. He got to be in the locker room for the Super Bowl. A Philly fan had to watch it on TV in the cold and eat horse blank. Please tell me you saw that video of the Philadelphia fan eating horse manure. No, I have not seen that. That is that is real. Um, there's a video of you know the Philly fans went crazy. They were you know, lighting stuff on fire, going nuts after the win. So crazy that one fan thought it would be hilarious if he picked up horse manure in his mouth. He gets on the ground and picks it up, Aaron, with his teeth. There's actual video evidence of this. So, yeah. That's that's Philly fans for you, right? 888-993-7762. Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, more on the morning drive. Keep hitting us up. Uh, Eric Cockle joins us at the bottom of the hour for his weekly visit. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. Earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Men, you know how you can never find the right gift for that special woman in your life? Here's the answer from Spa Nouvelle. It's Spa Nouvelle's Spa Day Escape. The Spa Day Escape includes a 90-minute luxurious massage, 90-minute red carpet facial treatment, and lunch. Get her a special gift from Spa Nouvelle. 1705 Lammy Lane in Monroe. Call Spa Nouvelle at 807-1060. That's 807-1060. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self. Maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jake, uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Are you prepared? Have you gone shopping yet? Jewelry? I have not. I'm candy, slacking. Help flowers, me out. Help me out. Uh, get the ring cleaned. Hilarious. <laughs> Never gets old. I know. Guys, are you looking for a unique gift idea this Valentine's Day? How about a relation checkup from Amber White and the staff at Firm Foundations Counseling in Monroe? Every year you go to the, your physician for your yearly routine checkup. Twice a year you go to the dentist for a cleaning and checkup. Yet how often do you go to a professional therapist for a checkup on the most important relationship in your life? 
that being your marriage. A lot of hosts at Sports Talk 97.7 are taking the relationship checkup, and you should, too. Mention the morning drive to receive a special discount on your initial visit. Call Firm Foundations Counseling today at 654-7010. One more time, if you need to grab a pen, that number being 654-7010. Or go online to firmfoundations.com for more information. Jake, take that number down. All right, where are we going, Jake? Real quick. I want to bring up the poll. It is up. It is live. You can go vote on at Morning Drive 977. What should be this week's top 10 Thursday topic? Right now, everyone's voting for all-time Mike Meltdowns. How's that Twitter, uh, the followers? Are you really is it blowing uh, up yet? Well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> uh, the other two options are biggest signing day grabs and best national signing day snubs. And we could, I mean, we can narrow it down. I, I didn't have enough characters, but really we could narrow it down to in-state and in the last decade. Give me the options again. All right. All-time Mike Meltdowns. That Ooh. was a suggestion last week. Yeah. Um, that's the leader right now. Yeah. Biggest signing day grabs. We'll say biggest signing day grabs within the last decade in-state. Mm-hmm. And the last one is best national signing day snubs. Kids that flew under the radar that went on to become big-time players in the state. Hmm. That one will take a little bit of research. Yeah. And maybe they weren't flying under the radar or perhaps well, I mean, like Alabama two th- just came across the state lines and stole them. <laughs> well, well, then they're not flying under the radar. They're not a snub then. Hmm. They would have to be, you know, a three- or four-star, at least a three-star for Alabama to come across. I'm talking about more so like the two-stars. Anyway, those are your options. You can vote. You can text us. I'm just thinking out loud. Biggest last decade. I mean, you probably have to start with Leonard Fournette and, of course, Cam Robbins. Biggest grabs? Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're talking about in-state recruits, biggest grabs. Yeah, Fournette. Fournette probably. Yeah, I remember that Fournette. Fournette, I'm saying Fournette would probably be number one just because he was talked about as the next Adrian Peterson when he was in high school. Twice uh, the, the, the Gatorade player of the year. Yeah, that would he would probably he'd be tough to beat. Uh, Joe McKnight back in the day uh, that was he huge was. news when he uh, decided to bolt for USC. Yeah, he was the next Reggie Bush. I mean, that's the way they talked about him. And I remember, you know, the story. Ed Orgeron was with Ole Miss at the time and called up his USC friends and said, "Hey, you need to look at this kid." Mm. How credit or, credit or Orgeron. Give it to Jay. Hey, by the way, hey, by the way, how's Arkansas? Signing class doing? Uh, I don't know. Haven't looked yet. They are 56 right. in the country right now. He'll do it with two and three star prospects. That's uh, what kind of coach he is. I see. Yeah. Okay. Nice pipeline to Texas you got. Tomorrow is going to be a little different with uh, National Signing Day. And it's really going to have complete – it's so much different than what we've seen in the past. Because literally I think, uh, I think it's like 70, 72% of all schools have already filled – a uh, majority of their scholarship yeah. requirements. Yeah, it's 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 weird because a lot of schools have, you know, like five to six spots to fill. That is the case with the, the likes of uh, ULM. I mean, the majority of their recruiting class is done. And f- that reason alone, they're not doing the big uh, signing day bash this year because all the work and, and the, you know, the hay is in the barn, so yeah, to speak. The early signing day is the event now. That's the main event when it comes to recruiting. But this is still fun because you get to look at, you know, 
the vacant spots remaining and get to go, well, what happens if, you know, what happens if you target LSU, for example, they have four targets, they have four openings, who, who's, well, actually five targets and, and, and I mean, five targets and four openings, if you want to look at it as Kelvin Joseph, uh, add him into it. But if you look at it and you go, who's going to not come to LSU? And then there's two players like James Foster and uh, the Goodrich kid that could end up, you know, going elsewhere. So you have to have a backup plan. So it's just, it's kind of interesting when you look at it like, all right, you got to have like A, B, and C plan here for, for this to work out. So I'm sure it's a major headache for of these college coaches. And Ross Dellinger did another article just about, you know, now they have the, the firm, the, the 25 max scholarships in the past, how other schools have really worked their way around it, especially in the SEC, the old misses of the world, where they literally sign, you know, 30, 35 kids and then uh, try to figure out a way to get around. Gray uh, shirt. Yeah, a gray shirt and different things to do. So we'll Is see how, also that, how that all plays out. Yeah, we will. All right, Aaron. I got a little game for you. All right, let's go. I, I don't even know if it's a game. But I want to ask you, you said yesterday that you thought that the Super Bowl was a top ten Super Bowl. But you, you know, this is just kind of hot take. And I, I like, you know, I, I like that. I, I mean, a lot of people like defense, and, you know, they like to see the 17-14 game. That game had so many different momentum swings. I mean, I thought it sure. was, uh, you know, appealing and, of course, must-see TV throughout the entire thing. All right, well, let's put your money where your mouth is. Okay. I've come up with ten Super Bowls that I think are better. Okay. I want to see if you can replace one of them. All right. All right, let's run through the list. Patriots versus Seahawks. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so no, not, not even going to make the case there. Patriots versus Giants, the first one, 2007. Just considering the buildup, yeah, you're right. David versus Goliath. Uh, the, the rematch, mm-hmm. Patriots versus Giants, still, still no argument from you. Patriots versus Rams, game you were at. Mm, no, just because of that. And, I mean, you got to remember, the greatest show on turf versus uh, Brady, U2 at halftime. I <laughs> mean, this, this all comes into play. <laughs> that yeah. does not count. Yeah, it does. You don't I'll count take, halftime. I'll take, about I'll the take U2 over Timberlake any day of the oh, week. Oh, that does not count. Nobody talks about it's, Katy it's, Perry. It's the, the whole p- package of it. Yes. Oh, God. Well, that's the case. And Katy yeah. Perry is tough to beat with the Patriots Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Steelers versus Cardinals. All right, so you already mentioned what? Uh, I mentioned four. Yeah. Yeah, four, and you've, you've said no. Steelers and you got Cardinals all these five. ahead of what we just witnessed. Yes. Steelers versus Cardinals. You want to talk about momentum switches. I mean, look at that game, and that uh, fourth quarter time. was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the halftime. Uh-huh. Stop bringing up halftime. I was talking about Harrison at half, you know, the play before half. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were about to go to another halftime <laughs> performance. Like, how do you know this? This if we just went on halftime, uh, the Saints and the Who would be like a dead last. Oh, brother. <laughs> anyway, uh, still as Cardinals, are we in agreement that that's better? Uh, the, uh, the catch. You, okay, you, you right, really yeah, don't yeah, give yeah, any credit yeah, to okay, that catch. Yeah, that catch sure. okay. is an all-timer. All right. All right, that's five. Rams versus Titans? Yeah, just This is the problem you, you get into because – Everybody just remembers the way it, it ended. Is. If it just has a spectacular, a fantastic finish, does that ultimately just no. vault it right to the top and no. make it a top five game? No, but you had back-to-back incredible drives by both quarterbacks. You had Kurt Warner's amazing drive, and then you had Steve McNair's answer, and it becomes a yard. It comes a yard short. Come on, man. All right, we'll, we'll put it ahead of it. All right. I can't read my head yeah. right. 
Um, Giants versus Bills, 1991. No, why? That's the Montana Norwag? game. Do what? Giants versus Bills. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, was that was that Norwag game? I'm sorry. Game? I read I read 49ers Bengals. Yes, yes. 49ers Bengals was the other game yes. I was thinking of. Um, so you have it ahead of the Giants Bills. Yeah. Because that was Norwag's game, right? Yes. Well, yes. But the 49ers Bengals, what about that? Oh, one? and then you go back in Montana to Taylor. Yeah. How about this one? This one's never talked about, really. The Ravens and the 49ers a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a great Super Bowl. Yes. But I I feel like we never talk about that when we think about really good Super Bowls mm-hmm. that were played. That was the Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we're just getting spoiled because now you're you're most of the games in the course in the last. Uh, I know 15, that's what I'm saying. Years. Like the last, if you just look at the last decade. I could name at least five games that were better than the ones that we just saw. And I'm not saying that game we just saw was bad. It was really exciting. It was fun. But you're right. I think we're seeing a lot more closer Super Bowls than. And, you know, we got early 2000s, right? Early 2000s, you saw a lot of blowouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Sorry, I got caught up in the moment. I said, yeah, it was a top 10 game. And I think you can still make the argument. It's you somewhere can probably still there. make the argument. Yeah. It's It probably barely It just depends what kind of style of football you like. That's I mean, true. if you want to talk about a game that features. I mean, you like the Big 12. You love watching 600 yards <laughs> yeah, and uh, 80 to 70 scores. That's you. Yeah, we're man, we're, we're literally talking about the most yards ever. In a game. I, again, yeah. yeah. Watch a Big 12 game. You'll love it. <laughs> watch Texas Tech. People are like, oh, I can't believe Brady threw for these many yards and still lost. Oh, watch a Texas Tech game. They do it every week. 888 <laughs> Coming up next, we'll talk a little uh, college hoops. Big week ahead for Louisiana Tech. Duncan Dogs return home. You'll hear from Eric Conkle after the break. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595, Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Are you ready to sell your homeland or commercial property? Then call Cowell Banker Group One Realty. Your listings on hundreds of the best websites in the country. A video tour of most listings. The number one most visited real estate brand online. 73% more transactions than our nearest competitor over the past 10 years. 110 professional realtors cover 17 parishes. We advertise in local media too. Call Cowell Banker Group One Realty in Monroe 3610300. West Monroe 3620007. Buston 255-5302. Each office independently owned and operated. Local sports talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. 
Welcome back to the show. Today's Louisiana Tech Report is brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical occupation and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities, whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management. Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastrop, Farmerville, Bernice, Minnan, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. That is Legacy Rehab. It is Tuesday morning around 8.30 or so. We always love catching up with Louisiana Tech head coach Eric Conkle. He joins us on the Stewart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Doing well, Aaron. Thank you. How are you? Good. Before we get into what the Dogs did last week and we look forward to two big home games, i got to ask you, big news for a former player, uh, Eric Conkle, uh, getting uh, Eric Conkle, <laughs> Eric McCree, uh, getting an opportunity in the NBA. Saw some uh, playing time last night in Utah's win over the Pels. How cool is it for this kid to get a shot in the association? Oh, it's awesome. And and when you when you know Eric as I know you do, and, and um, all of our fans really pulling for him because he's such a such a, a great guy, and he's really earned it, and he's put in so much work, and um, he's really stayed dedicated, and has done it very very well in the G League, and it was a situation that he was able to put himself in to be a two way player, and get that call up, and spent a couple minutes on the floor in his first NBA game, so you can't you just can't beat it, and we're so happy for him. You've had a number of players make that transition, make that jump. What is the biggest obstacle that they have to overcome? Well, you know, the real, the biggest obstacle is you, you just really realize how, uh, you know, how committed you have to be, the the strength and power and the skill level that you need to have, and then you also just have to, you really have to battle the the idea that hey, this is a real business and it's about producing every single day. It's about practicing well every day. And uh, those are the types of things that that we preach here. Um, but once you get to that level, it's uh, it's ramped up a good bit. But Eric has always been professional in his approach, and it really felt like he was going to thrive in this type of situation. And he's getting better and better. Uh, we recap a little bit from my last week. Uh, Thursday night, you go on the road, you take care of business versus Florida Atlantic, sixty-seven, sixty-two. Uh, how sweet was that to get back on the road and actually pull you off your first true road victory of the year? It was a really good win for us, um, and it, one of those games where it, it was it was really kind of a it was a real grinded out game. And uh, Florida Atlantic has got a really big lineup; they're old, uh, they've got size and experience, and they grinded out defensively. And so we we had a difficult time scoring. We just kept plugging away. Our guys stayed together, and we were able to make some real key plays down the stretch and come away with the win. So we're really proud of the guys for uh, for their efforts. This is my favorite tradition. After a road victory, you guys go and have ice cream. Who's in charge of finding the the, the local ice cream parlor? Uh, Coach Andy Fox and our staff, our director of basketball operations. You know, he he runs everything. And uh, so, you know, the the funny part of all that is because it's become a tradition. Is you know, we're we're coming off the floor and uh, going into the locker room, and you know, I'm high fiving the guys and you know, shaking their hands, and I, there was a cluster of guys, and I'm not sure which one said it, but one guy said, hey, I'm about to get some cookies and cream. And uh, <laughs> so they know it was coming, and, um, you know, we, we've uh, it's always a great chance to celebrate with the guys after a game like that. Does Eric Conkle have a go-to uh, flavor? You know, I mix it up, but, I, you know, when we go to a place like, uh, you know, like a Cold Stone or something like that, I like, I like getting some of that sweet cream, um, maybe a little Oreos and, and strawberries in it. Um, but I, I've been, I've mixed it up sometimes, but that's kind of, that's kind of my go-to. 
And the, the best part of this, this was like the freshman class, your talented freshman class, their op- first opportunity to kind of take a part in this tradition. That's right. You know, and uh, I know Xavier Christian, he, he, um, he had heard about it on one of his visits, uh, his visit. He, was, he knew all about it because he's a big ice cream fan. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's the, the things that the freshmen get to go through and you learn about and you have traditions in the program. Guys can rally around it. And, um, you know, it's obviously something that we want to do more. We won't dwell on it too much. A uh, loss to Florida International, just a wild sequence there at the end that allowed the Panthers to win a, a thriller versus you guys. The fact they make literally uh, two three-pointers in the last uh, three seconds of that game. It's the age-old question, Coach. Of course, it's something you probably debate all the time. And the opponent has the ball, and, and you're up by three. Kind of your reasoning, do you foul or you do not foul in that situation? You know, there's so many different scenarios within that, and um, you know we've got uh, some situational uh, work that we do. And when there's a certain time that that we do foul, and then when there's over a certain amount of time, and depending on the team we're playing, uh, we don't. But um, you know, I'll always you look at, and you, you know, for me as a head coach, you constantly. Uh, or evaluating, reevaluating, and of course, when something doesn't go the way you want it to, you really take a strong look at it. In that particular situation, I, I thought we did a really nice job. We we kept the ball out of all their three-point shooters' hands, and their worst three-point shooter fired up a shot from 26 feet. And typically, you feel like the percentages are in your favor, and uh, then he ends up making a second one, which was just incredible. So, you, you know, obviously, we want to do our part and control what we can control, and maybe do things differently. Um, and, and hopefully have a different outcome. But you got to tip your hat off to that young man who made those two shots. Yeah, literally a kid shooting, I think, 24% from three-point land on the season. So how do you bounce back from this, and kind of what is your message to the team following the game, and then once you get back to Ruston, you start grinding away again? Well, I, I just want to encourage our team. You know, we, we've improved. We're, we're a lot better than we were a month ago, and I, I feel like our uh, our physicality, our intensity, um, you know, we did. We, we played well enough to, to win that game on the offensive end, and we just slipped a few times defensively. And not just in the last 10 seconds of the game. There were moments in the game where we, we just got to keep getting better from an executional standpoint. But we had a, a, a really uh, good practice yesterday. Our guys were very attentive in, in the video session and came out on the floor, and they're, they're motivated to try to get back uh, get back on a roll. So we, we've got a, a really resilient crew. I think some of that comes with youth. They're ready to turn the page quickly and um, and ready to get going on to the next thing. And another stretch of games and some opportunities on the horizon. The fact that uh, four of your next games are inside the Thomas Assembly Starter Center and it starts against uh, Charlotte. What are you anticipating from them this week? Well, from Charlotte, you've got a team that's got talent. You've got uh, John Davis at guard who's really one of the best players in our league. They've battled some injuries. Um, they may or may not have a guy, some of their guys back for our game on Thursday. We've got to prepare like they will be back. But uh, they're a team that, even though they've, they've dropped some games recently, they're, they're dangerous. And, you know, they took Middle Tennessee to the wire on Saturday. They're getting better and better. And, uh, you know, we've got to be prepared for a team that can score it. We're going to play a lot of zone, and we've got to be, we've got to be sharp. And, Coach, uh, it's hard to believe it. I mean, this is the, the final stretch of the regular season, just literally uh, seven conference games uh, remaining. Do you start taking a peek, or have you been taking a peek at the conference standings and where you guys stand and the work that is ahead of you guys? You know, very little. Um, you know, again, I, 
focus so much on just what we can control and what's in front of us. Um, you do take a look just because you're looking at stats and different types of things and how you measure up to the rest of the league, not so much in wins and losses, but you know how are we doing from a rebounding standpoint or how are we doing from defending the three. Uh, we, we look at all those different types of stats. But, um, you know, it's, it's amazing that it's February already. And I told the guys yesterday that February is the month of separation, and a lot of things can happen in the month of February when you just stay persistent and driven to get better every day, and that's what we plan to do. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Good luck this week at home versus Charlotte and Old Dominion. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Conkle joining us for his uh, weekly visit. Big opportunity with these four games, and then they'll close out uh, the regular season with three road games at UTEP, UTSA, and Southern Miss. Got some texts that we've been neglecting. Uh, Shane says he's never been so drunk that uh, he's eaten – uh, horse yeah, manure. Well, that's that's. I good. think that would be a given. Yeah, you would hope. Uh, Larry, Larry has some advice for the Patriots. He says Belichick and Brady do not need to depend on deflated footballs. They're just good. Just beef mm-hmm. up the offensive line so Tom Brady can have a clean pocket, if not going to move the pocket. Get another good receiver like Cooks in the draft. Get Brady a down the field threat. Another tight end on the other side of Gronk because this NFL draft is tight end heavy. Mm. You know, a lot of people forget that Julian Edelman like didn't even play this year. Yeah. So they're getting him back. Plus, they're gonna have you know you're not gonna have Cooks who's gonna be out who was out most of the game yeah. with a concussion. So. And no disrespect to Hogan and the others, but you're looking around that. My goodness. You're looking around that field and you're like, look who's Brady still throwing to. <laughs> yeah. Gronk had a superhuman second half. Though. Yeah. He was awesome in the second half, and they needed that. Yeah. To, to, to continue and to we'll see back. whether or not this, you know, Gronk, and you heard some of the sound oh, from him coming please. after the game, whether or not he's going to hang up the cleats or not. I hate that. Let's not – let's take all of that with a grain of salt. They just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's not ask them that question mm-hmm. and then – And he's coming off a concussion. Yeah, let's not ask them that question and dis- dissect it and make any, you know, real – I don't know, real concrete beliefs about it because, I mean, they just suffered a heartbreaking loss. Uh, back to college basketball real quick. If you didn't hear uh, Grambling Hoops last night, the men, uh, they pick up another win versus Alcorn State. The Tigers have now won eight straight. If you get into history, it's a pretty cool stat. That is the longest winning streak they've had since 1977. Women also win. ULM, uh, they're going on the road this week. They're making the uh, Georgia trek. You'll hear from uh, Coach Richard tomorrow and uh, LSU. What's in store for them this week coming off that big win versus Arkansas? They play Florida tomorrow night. Yeah, so another big week in college. <laughs> just, yeah, they got Florida, so. You know, so you know how that one's going to get. I don't know. Florida's a mystery. They've been up and down yeah, this year. Um, the SEC, the start of the year, it looked like they were going to be literally a top five squad. Yeah, and then they, 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 they you know dropped some games, and then they ended up beating, I believe it was, yeah, they ended up beating Kentucky, which was – you know, eyebrow razor, and then they've just been up and down. I don't know. You can say a lot about a lot of SEC teams. I feel like Tennessee and Auburn and Alabama for most of the year have been the, the top teams. And I mean, Kentucky's up there too. Kentucky got that big win against West Virginia, and West Virginia just beat Oklahoma uh, last night to help their resume. So I don't know, man. It's Can it's they get six into the parody. big dance? Can they what? Get six into the big dance? SEC? Oh, yeah. They're getting six, yeah. Dude, they're, they're still talking about LSU having a chance to get in. 
You're shaking your head at me, but they have t- six top 50 wins. I mean, Billy Bob and his bracketology has LSU <laughs> in. Just hustle that, brackets. That's Trent, the most optimistic <laughs> LSU fan out there. Uh, Trent, Trent's doing that bracket for yes. us? Okay. Uh, let's end the show with our parting shots coming up after the break. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. BOR. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Jake Bill says uh, LSU much improved. They're sitting 13 out of 14, maybe four in the, the tournament for the SEC. Uh, they have four SEC wins against Arkansas and AM. So he's not a believer, is what you're saying. I think that's what he's saying. They do have a win against Houston, which is good. Uh, they do have a win against Michigan, which really picked up their game. I'm just telling you the, the stats I see, man. Uh, compared to other schools in the country, that's tied for third most wins against top 50 schools. I'm not over here hitting my head. I just got a. Short, I don't know what you're I doing. I got a short in my headphones, so I'm trying to figure it out. It's like you got water in your ear and you're trying <laughs> yeah, to shake it out. Exactly. I was gonna completely ignore that. It's like a, I'm looking at a dog right now. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up at all, Aaron. But thanks for outing yourself. Uh, let's get to our parting shots. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Minnesota. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, my gosh, no. I have lost my voice in excitement. I'm sick. I want to throw up. All right, let's do a hodgepodge of stuff here, uh, Jake. Hey, you were all fired up this morning. You wanted to get into a little bit of uh, Kevin Hart. 
Yeah, I started thinking about this, and the more I thought about it, the more I got annoyed. All of you know by now, he tried to get up to the podium, and this big security guard wouldn't let him. He denied the great and famous Kevin Hart. Now, reference uh, big compared to Kevin Hart. It probably doesn't have to be a guy that's that <laughs> huge. No, but still. Um, anyway, a lot of people were talking about, oh, should Kevin Hart have had better access at the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. My, my thought process is, what gives him the right to go up there? Yeah. And I'm a Kevin Hart fan. I like Kevin Hart. I, I think he's hilarious. But I just started thinking about that more and more, and I was like, how arrogant of him to yeah. just assume I can go on the podium. Well, he's been waving the flag that he's like, you know, the big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Listen, yeah. I get it. But what was his contributions yeah. to the team? Do we need every celebrity trying to bum rush the exactly. stage to get up there? Exactly. That's my problem with it. Like, okay, let's let's flip it. What if the every single person involved with the Eagles – Wanted to come on stage with Kevin Hart when he does his yeah, biggest yeah. show. You know, the set's over. Let's let's stand around for the applause and let's let the whole Eagles team come up there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let them the get up there thing. and try to take uh, take some of the glory, the credit for his good set. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. So I, I just and that's not. Just and then when out. he does get up there and he gets an opportunity with the NFL Network and he basically takes over the stage, and then he's so out of control or so drunk at the time that he he drops an f bomb. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to single out Kevin Hart. I'm just saying, like, any celebrity, any, like, actor or comedian, whatever you do, if you're in the entertainment business, that doesn't – just because you're from there, it doesn't mean it's your birthright to go up there on yeah. the podium. Yeah. So that that was my issue with yeah. Kevin Hart. But Kevin Hart is a little like uh, Charles Barkley. They can pretty much do what they please and get away with it. Everybody just laughs yeah. it off and says, oh, that's a comedian. Well, I think Charles Barkley is the next level, though. <laughs> Charles Barkley can do anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, Bill, he, he just texted about LSU. Now he loses even more credibility, though. He follows it up, says, who's Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet I was making fun of you for thinking you <laughs> yes. didn't know I, who I it didn't was. Know Kevin Hart. All right. I got another, another uh, thing. Right. XFL. So in 2020 – We'll be talking about the XFL. Like the XFL will be getting kicked off real soon. And I was thinking about that. Like, what better time to think about this than right now? Because the Super Bowl just ended. Am I burnout on football? And they and the answer is no. Like, I could totally watch football every weekend because it's going to be competing with college basketball and the NBA. You know, and I and I'm just like, you know what? I I would give it a shot, especially if they get a couple of interesting players like Johnny Menzel to play. And I know what Vince said about Johnny, but I don't believe that for one bit. I think Johnny Menzel will eventually be in the league. So I was thinking about that. And also I wanted to bring up the fact that their social media game was very strong during the Super Bowl. Let me read you a couple of tweets. So during the Super Bowl, you have those two controversial catches. They tweet out, we know what's a catch and what's not a catch. Hashtag XFL 2020. Then they tweet out, Clear-cut touchdowns. Hashtag XFL 2020. And uh, then they tweet out, no room for senior citizen quarterbacks in the XFL. Hashtag XFL 2020. Mm. I love it. I thought I thought it was good. I thought that was good uh, social media play by them. And I don't know. I'm just thinking about it right now. Like, are you burnt out on football, Aaron? Would you, could you sit down and watch some XFL this coming Saturday? Sure. Or yeah. Sunday, whenever they play? Yeah, I could too. The thing is, though, it's going to have to be you – you're going to have to make that first impression, and it's going to have to be a high-quality game right from the get-go, or people are going to say, well, 
It's just crummy football. We're not going to watch. Also, I'm pretty sure we're going to get some XFL commercials during the Super Bowl that year, too. So that should be pretty interesting. Hmm. Uh, do we have this audio queued up? We should. All right. Uh, I want to set this up. So what I always tell you, some of the best moments always take place. About how I could make a list of the great things that I've missed at 1020 to 1030 when I'm walking out onto the set and, and getting ready to do a nightly sportscast. Sure. Great things always happen. And I don't even know, this shouldn't have been this week, but a guy in Tulsa, his name is uh, Harold Kuntz. He's a huge uh, Eagles fan. He's about ready to do his uh, sports cast. So you're going to hear him trying to give the score from his Philadelphia team. And also you're going to hear in the background uh, the producer and the director talking to him and their kind of dialogue and trying to get him through it. This is kind of what I hear on my through my ears on a, a nightly basis, people talking to you while you're doing things. But listen to this sportscaster basically lose it on the air as his uh, Philadelphia Eagles win a world championship and the producer and director try to talk him off the cliff and try, try to get him focused on the task that, at hand. This is News on 6 Sports with Harold Coons. Okay, late break. Here they won! Yes! They won it! They won it! Yes! That wasn't the version we could hear the director and producer, but you could basically hear him uh, getting a, a little I- excited. Uh, the director in the booth was like, get it together, Harold. Get it together. <laughs> and he was supposed to roll to some Thunder highlights, run the Thunder highlights, and he never got recomposed and couldn't continue the sportscast. They literally had to go to commercial break. All right. So you being the professional broadcaster that you are, what, what, are, what are your thoughts ah, on that? I hate it. Yeah? I hate it. Pretty unprofessional. Well, the other thing is, too, and and this is a CBS affiliate. uh, If my memory serves me correct, the game ended like at 925. That's what I was wondering. I I was just assuming that maybe they just did their news earlier. No, it's not taped uh, unless it was on one of their other channels like we have the the CW channel. Maybe it was a situation like that. Because if not, it's even worse because then he acts, you know, it's it's 50 minutes later after the game ends. It wasn't like it was breaking news that they had just won. We need to get to the bottom of this. But this is the problem with today's business, too. So now this yeah, goes viral. Fans. And then everybody sees it. And then management says, oh, man, look at this. The traction we're getting from this. The number of clicks. Uh-huh. This is awesome. More emotion. Yeah. 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 More. More. Show, show your, your team colors. Mm. Every night out, yeah. Yeah, but he's in Tulsa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if he can show that much excitement about the Thunder, maybe they can go viral <laughs> yeah, again. There you go. So there you go. Harold Kuntz, there's your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, you certainly <laughs> gave it to him. Uh, it was a fun show today. Who did we all have on? We had an Accurate Essentials uh, head coach, uh, Micah Coleman. Boy, this is going to be fun at the Madhouse tonight. Number one versus number two. The Chiefs versus the Lions. Roy Lang with some uh, great Super Bowl stories as he tries to thaw out from his trip to Minneapolis. Gus Kattengill joined us at 8 o'clock to break down Jim Henderson's retirement and where the Saints go. And Eric Conkle in the last uh, 30 minutes, you heard from him as they try to rebound from that uh, tough loss on the road. They'll be at home on Thursday versus Charlotte. And lastly, we've got about 22 more hours of this poll. So get out and vote if you want us to 
This is about, a no-brainer. Is it? It's you know that's the way the votes are going right now. But I'll I'll read the read it once again. These are the topics for uh, top ten Thursday. We've got uh, 75% have said all-time Mike meltdowns, 13% said biggest signing day grabs, and 12% said best NSD snub. So all-time Mike meltdowns is running away with it. If you want uh, either the signing day grabs or NSD snubs, you better get on Twitter and vote. You know it would be great with the Mike meltdowns if uh, if we aren't able to get the uh, audio. If we just had the transcript of some of the best meltdowns, we could just have Jake read them. Oh, we could try to re- reenact them. <laughs> yeah. You and I, that that might be better. We might do that. What do you think? Uh, it's worth an idea. Yeah. Uh, you going out to the Madhouse tonight? Yeah, I'll be there. Right. Show some excitement, man. I'll be there. I'll be there for the girls and the boys. Show I'm some t- Harold Coots there. T- <laughs> I can't go that, that high. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'm, I'm really excited. One versus two tonight. Um, you know that place will be rocking. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Dr. Saul Graves will join us. We'll have Brooks Store and uh, Keith Richard on the show. Good deal. And look who has made his way in. He is fired up and ready to go. The Puff legend. Daddy. Yes. The Edge coming up after the break. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com. Or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.